1: welcome back everybody to the no bad dogs
0: podcast where we love live and work
1: with dogs and today we have my buddy John from the I pity the bull Foundation John is from California John and I met down uh, or over in um, in LA when I was doing a seminar and I absolutely love this guy he does such great work with the uh, shelter stuff and the and and all of the foundations that he works with we're going to talk about on this episode and he's really really involved in rescues and um, so I appreciate you guys following along and here we go with John all right John so go ahead and introduce yourself man and, and tell everybody out there what you do who you are what you uh, you know what you're about
2: um, hey everybody uh, my name is John Flores and I am the founder of I pity the Bull uh, I pity the bull was founded back in 2000 2000- 14, and uh, we're a humane education organization. We're a nonprofit, um, but we also do basically everything dog. So, uh, yeah, dog rehab, dog training. um, We help rescues with fundraising, and uh, you know, we've just gotten into helping directors of rescues make sure they pick the the right dogs for their rescues. That's so big. Ones that they can. I don't want to use the word handle, but dogs that are within their ability level so that they can adopt more dogs out instead of yeah. using all their resources, pulling yeah. dogs off their emotions, and then they're just stuck with these dogs that no one can adopt.
1: Right. No, just a little bit more appropriate for for the organization. That makes sense, man. And for everyone yeah. out there, so John and I met uh, when I flew out to California. Um, we did a L.A. – I think it was a L.A. adopt event. And I flew up to California and did a a seminar um, at a really cool event. Um, It was, it was, I had a blast. It was really fun. It was a good turnout for the first time um, that Yoko put it on. It was really, really cool. And actually, the whole thing happened too, John, I don't know if you know, but I actually reached out, so um, a follower of mine, um, and we've kind of we've kind of connected on online a bunch about dogs. Whitney Cummings is a is a comedian, and um, oh yeah, yeah. So she 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 wrote the new Roseanne, and she she's yep. done a lot in the dog world, um, and she's two a, broke
2: girls. I love that show. Yeah,
1: dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's Whitney. Actually, so Whitney and I kind of connected on Instagram, and um, you know, I sent her out some no bad dog stuff, and um, yeah. And so we, we ended up connecting, and it was just really cool. And I ended up saying, hey, um, I'm coming out to L.A. Um, I really want to do an event, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And we actually put an event together. And that's where John and I met. And um, <clears throat> it was really cool because I, uh, I didn't know who you were before that, but we ended up connecting, you know, through, I think, in the dog world. One way, yeah. shape, or form, you you do connect with, you're all connected. We're all connected rather uh, oh, yeah. rather we whether <laughs> we like it or not, and so yeah. um so uh, anyway, when I went out there, um it was put together Whitney Cummings and I um kind of collectively really quickly put it together, hooked me up with yoko and um then we kind of moved forward and um uh, then you and I met, and uh, I really kicked it off with John and um really loved his approach and in the dog world, for those of you who are listening, we have dog owners, we have we have dog trainers. We have people who are like, who the heck are both of these guys? Um, <laughs> but the really cool thing is, is at the end of the day, we're all in it to, to help something. And um, we you meet a lot of people within the dog world, especially, um, you know, that can be a little offsetting sometimes or. um I don't know how to explain it, but, um, you know, I really felt like John was, was in it for the right reasons. For those of you out here who don't know who he is, um, you can follow him on Instagram, IPityTheBull. And um, when we first met in California, we were like, hey, you know, we really liked each other's style, and we've kind of connected ever since. And um, and John has a really good philosophy about a bunch of different things we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um, I did a little talk there and then I think, John, you you came after me and did a little talk, and um, yeah, that, that was really, really cool. And there was a lot of, like, really good – there's a lot of really good um, educators there, not just – I mean, there were, like, people there selling, like, water for dogs, which – Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy to me because, um, you know, I'm from upstate New York, um, you know, in the foothills of the Adirondacks, and um, she was, like, going around selling – I can't remember exactly what it was, like, selling – filtered filtered systems for for dog water was, yeah do you remember that
0: it
2: was yeah it was crazy she actually gave me a sample
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't
2: know it was like alkaline not alkaline water i don't know no, I it, it was
1: it but was like waters. a yeah it was like some sort of um filter or something like that It was really really bizarre yeah. but anyway so anyway john and i met at this cool event in la um and where are you from john by the way are you from the la area
2: well, I'm from Chino, Chino, California. So Chino. it's just, it's like east of LA. Um, it gets confused with Chico a lot, even yeah. though Chico is like eight hours up north. Yeah. But um, we have a prison down here. That's, um, that's what most people know is for the prison or our dairies. Oh,
1: okay. I, was, I thought you were going to say like, you know, that's where everyone comes to visit is the prison. Krista actually was. Oh, no. Krista, do you know where, <laughs> Krista is my trainer from Southern California. Krista, do you know where Chino, California is? She knows. Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, she knows. She knows. (laughs) Krista, where are you from again? Pasadena? Do you know where that is, John?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I drive through there twice a week.
1: Yeah, she actually was just passing through the facility here she actually just our our trainer Krista. she actually just moved here from from that area in california to train here so oh wow yeah dude it's yeah yeah it's nice for me because i get her she went to uh she went to michael ellis's school to train for a while and um she came here after and uh, it was just really interesting because i told her i'm like you do realize it's like negative 40 right now right (laughs) and she was like yeah "Eh, it's fine and i think now that she's here she's like yeah about that I'm like yeah,
2: yeah. There's cold, and then there's California cold. Yeah, like sixty degrees, and then they're like, "Oh, I can wear my beanie." Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, that's that's exactly what it's like. And when she came here, I was trying to explain to her. I'm like, "You realize she has like this little, like I don't know, like little. reminds me of like an old Geo, if you remember what that is. It's like a little tiny yeah. car, like really small, um, like a clown car. Like Geo Storm. Yeah, like really small, like that. Yeah. And uh, I told her, I'm like, "You're gonna have to like push." Like push your car a lot, you're gonna to have to like open your doors really hard because you're gonna be covered in snow. And she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." So anyway, so our other trainers from California, so that's cool. So moving forward, um, so let's talk a little bit about um, let's talk a little bit about what you do. I mean, you really focus on a lot of rescue work. Um, not only have you yeah. been, how long have you been working? Let's put it this way, how long have you been working with dogs in in general?
2: Oh man, not very long. I would say six years
1: it's long. I mean, that's a, it's a long go. I mean, it's longer yeah. than, it's longer than a lot of people. Um, yeah. but I mean, considering, you know, six years, but I mean, you're in the trenches, man, you're, you're dealing with stuff that like, I don't feel comfortable dealing with. Like you're dealing with things. Like I see some of your posts and my heart breaks when I see some of your posts. Cause you're dealing with stuff that like, <clears throat> you're basically, you know, you're, you're dealing with people's, mistakes. And I do too on a professional level. Um, but you don't, you you know, you do it because, you know, you're, you're battling constantly. And and I think that's, you know, why we, we agree with a lot of different things is we're on the same wavelength, but it feels like, you know, you're constantly, I think it's just a constant battle for you to just not only help dogs, but at the same time, you're just going an uphill battle with people. Am I right?
2: I mean, that's, you know, it's basically what it comes down to. You know, I mean, I tell people dogs don't adopt other dogs, right? So yeah. it's kind of like you're with a human. You're a dog. Imagine being a dog. You're with this human, and you guys can't communicate. And yeah, this has to work, or else you go to the pound.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. It-
2: this has to work because if it doesn't, it's not looking good for you. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. The human knows that, but they don't know how, you yeah. know, and they just they it, become a – the dog becomes like this pincushion. Yeah. right? And then all the things you don't want your dog with, it's almost like – and you may or may not agree, but, like, I think people train their dogs based off what they don't want them to do.
1: Yeah, they focus on it. Right.
2: Right, so it's like, don't bark. Yep. Don't jump, and it's like, don't lunge at that guy, and it's yeah. like – And then it happens. Yeah. Everything you don't want to happen ends up happening. That's just life in general. And uh, it gets real emotional. And then you don't want to bring the dog to the pound, but the dog's fighting. And there's just so much emotion, especially in in the rescue world. There's so much emotion. And it just, it's crazy because it's what powers it. And yeah. It's what sinks it at the same time.
1: At the same time, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's kind of that's it. And I knew that you were going to be the right person to to say what exactly what I was trying to put together. I'm like, yeah, you're going up. A-. That's it. You're you're absolutely yeah. right. It's all love. It it exactly. That's all it all, is. And all love. And um and and you know you made a really great point there as far as the dog training side of things is. So many times people people worry too much about what is they're anticipating bad behavior and not understanding how good they have it when the when the good behavior is present so meaning you know when i when i have dog training clients come in and we talk about all these different things going on, and so many. T- I had a, we had a, let's see, we had a, we had a girl um, come from Maine today, so it was like five hour drive, and um, she came in, and she was doing really fantastic. But I had to teach her how to, you know, work a leash and things like that. And she was so anticipating. Now she knows how to correct because I, because the dog was super reactive, right? So I had to teach her. Okay, right. your dog's reactive. We have to, we have to, some way, shape, or form, put a negativity over that, or just teach teach the dog that hey, you you really don't need to try to kill this dog that's sitting there ignoring you like you don't have to do it and I was teaching her yeah I was teaching her how to like just put that into perspective to the dog so the dog understands that and then she was so she was so focused on anticipating bad behavior that she wasn't rewarding or really just highlighting this good good this is what I want
2: she's missing the whole moment the whole beautiful moment that's right in front of her
1: exactly and that's exactly what you said before about um, people just, they're, they get into it and they're like, don't bark, don't lunge. I don't want my dog to do all of these things. And it's kind of like the, you know, I watched the, the secret many, many, many years ago about basically if you think it, live it and breathe it, yeah. you know, the entire time, it's probably going to happen. And yeah. that's what happens with, with dogs, unfortunately. And then as soon as it does happen, forget it. Then they're like locked in. They're like, this is what's going to happen every time.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like a self-prophecy, right?
1: Exactly. And why wouldn't the dog I, why wouldn't that happen? Delay? I knew
2: it.
1: Yep, exactly. My owner's getting nervous, the leash is tightening. There's a dog I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh god, what's going to happen? I guess I should bark and freak out. Yep, I was right, you know. Right. And the and the, like, exactly. <laughs> and the owner just like Exactly. And the owner just like lights that match, you know. The dog's like yeah. Hey, cool dog. And the owner's like boom, pressure. And it kind of goes in yep. with just anticipating bad behavior, and that's what's happening. So, drop some stats on me, man. Give me some. Give me some stats on what's going on in the shelter world right now with adoptions and things like that. Do you have any rolling off the top of your head that we can just well, pretty much be? I know
2: in LA County, there's four thousand dogs, four thousand plus dogs in, in the shelters. In
1: shelters, that's a lot of dogs. In the shelters,
2: um, you know, it's five. One, or actually, one out of every six pit bull type dogs yeah. gets adopted out of the shelter, which means the other five get killed. They don't make it. Right. They're killed. Yeah, they're killed. And, and, and it's why do you? And it's just
1: what do you think's going on, think? John? What do you? What do you think? What do you think?s I mean, like I said, you're you're we're way more in the trenches than I am with the with the shelter yeah. stuff. Like I don't like it breaks my heart. Like I I I literally hats off to you, man, because I love dogs, you know, just as much as the next person. But I like it. it you know, it'll make me tear up thinking about some of this. Oh, it will. So so tell yeah. me, you know. So anyway, hats off to you, man, for doing that. Props to you because Thanks. I definitely could not do what you do on a daily basis. I mean, I do, but it's way different circumstances. You, you know, you're in there, man. And I respect the hell out of you for that. So tell me a little bit about, you know, when you're in there and you're dealing with these shelters, how, how does it not get, first of all, we'll talk, talk, let's talk about emotion. What do you feel like when you're in there? How do you feel? Give me some, give me some, give me some, some things that have happened to you that just really stick out to you.
2: Oh man, it's, you know, you visit a shelter two days in a row, and... You're done. <laughs> there's the It's different dogs. There's different dogs in the kennels.
1: And the other dogs are gone. Not not home. You haven't even
2: been there. It was right. less than 24 hours.
1: Right. Sad. Less than
2: 24 hours, you were there, and there's there's different dogs in the kennels. Or waiting, pulling a dog, right? You're pulling a dog out of the shelter, and you're feeling really good, but you have to sit on the bench in front of the line where people are surrendering their dogs. Right. You know, and then seeing there's seeing a dog so happy with their owner, and then being taken dude. away. No. Right, and the dog's looking at their owner. It's like, hey, I'll see you later. All right.
1: No, like I can't.
2: I'll see you later because, man, I don't know where we're doing, but I'll see you later.
1: Yeah, dude, I and I couldn't.
2: You have it, it's.
1: What do you do? How do you block it out? Things. How do you block it out? Tell me that because that's you have. I gotta
2: to. tell myself. I gotta remind myself why I'm there. Why am I there? Right. Am I there to help pull a dog? Am I there to, you know, turn in some paperwork? Like, what am I there for? And whatever my job is, I'm just I'm going to do that, and I have to focus on that because I can't, I can't just sit there and stand in front of the let my emotions overtake everything and. Yeah, Yeah, it's one of those things. You can't force someone to think a certain way.
1: Right yeah you don't okay. like you yeah. don't like fruit, you don't like fruit, you know
2: you don't, and you're not gonna convince them as they're throwing the fruit away
1: right exactly
2: right oh, well then let me try it right yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. uh yeah you know there's this is why I always like my main focus when I Pity the Bull started was a blog, yeah it was just a blog on my rescue adventures, and I realized that I had to go through this process where I was first judging people for everything, yeah right. I would never give up my dog. So you're a piece of crap for giving up yours. Yeah. Well, that doesn't do anything because then people aren't coming to me for help. Right. They're just going to, oh, don't, don't talk to that guy, dude. He's going to make you feel like crap. Yeah. And uh, it's, you got to get them before they get to that point.
1: So do you think it's, so what is it? Is yeah. It right.
2: Training. Is it food? Right. Is it food? Can you not afford food? Do you yeah. even know what's going to happen at the shelter? Most people don't. Up until six years ago, five years ago, I didn't know what happened at the shelter, really. Yeah. Let alone the pit bulls. I didn't know.
1: Yeah. We, um. But I yeah, dude. I can't, um. I can't even. Like, I. It just makes.
2: The problem. Yeah. Go it, ahead. Yeah. The problem is. Tell me. Dog rescue is a very small community. Yeah. So not a lot of people know about it, and so just because – you can't assume just because no one knows about like BSL or pit or anything like that, they're only going based off what they see on the news. They're not wrong. Right. Right. And they're just, oh, I saw it on the news. Yeah. So it's – that's what I believe.
1: It's by politics. And every time
2: I talk about it to someone who owns a pit bull, I get ruined. I get annihilated. Yeah. And I don't even know Why? So now, not only do I hear about pit bulls attacking on the news, man, everyone that owns a pit bull, man, they're crazy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, that's like, that's a whole different topic, I think. It's crazy. Yeah, but... Yeah, go ahead.
2: I know I'm going off topic, but... No, no, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not,
1: you're not. not. But
2: it's, I gotta keep my emotions in check. Yeah. I know I can't save them all. I know I can't.
1: yeah. And if you could, you know, it, 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 some... if
2: I could, I would, Yeah, you, you know, could, exactly. and it's like, if I could change everyone's mind in a split second, man, I I would do that. Yeah. But the problem is people adopt dogs or they purchased, whether it's from a breeder or whatever, it's an emotional purchase more than half the time.
1: Right. Like you're, you right? know, so yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: I can't even buy, I think I bought a camera on Amazon and it took me like two weeks. Yeah because I started reading reviews I wanted to make sure this was what I needed it's the, camera, the right camera
1: for yeah it's the the, right is is this the camera. right camera for me and that camera <laughs> yes. doesn't that camera doesn't have feelings that camera doesn't have a heart <laughs> that camera doesn't feel anything i'm the same way dude by the way i go on amazon yeah. and i'm reviewing and then like like 10 minutes later i'm i'm on like I'm in like a rabbit hole. Like I went on there for like a new camera and then I ended up ordering like Laffy Taffy that is no longer made anymore. Discontinued. I'm like, wait, how did I get here? (laughs) Yeah. So, so let's, I want to put my, I want to put everyone out there. Um, that's listening into, into your, your shoes for a second, whether you like it or not people. Um, because it even you know it hurts my heart to even hear some of the stuff that you see, and some of, some of some of me wants to hear it, and the other part really doesn 't but you're you 're yeah. standing in line you know uh-huh. waiting for waiting for paperwork or you 're maybe taking a dog out to go to the bathroom or something like that but you 're rubbing elbows with the people who are in line uh-huh. to surrender their dogs forever and then yep. correct me if i 'm wrong, but in the society that we live in, it seems like not only are they dropping off, but maybe they're looking as well, right? Is that – you think mm-hmm. that's a thing? Does that ever happen? Like somebody comes in with a dog, drops it off, and then potentially picks up another one and goes home and say, hmm, let's see if this works.
0: Oh, well, it's
2: uh, a lot of – like not a lot, but I've on more than one occasion, it's been, oh, we got a new puppy. It's like, wait, didn't you – We don't have time for the old guy anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I – that to me, dude – when I, when I, dude, I'm serious. When I, cause I have an older girl. She's in the truck right now. She's 14 years old. I've had her since I was high school. Every day I, yeah. every day that I still wake up and get to give her a big kiss on the face and let her run around and be happy, I'm grateful for. If she, if she passes away yeah. tomorrow, I will say, thank God I had her for as long as I did because she's awesome. She's, she's, you know, but I can't yeah. imagine. Somebody at that age going i can 't play fetch with this the kids don 't like it the kids are in school let 's just let 's just get rid of it um, and and see if we can get something else, and maybe the kids will be interested how I mean, there's got to come a point where you just, like, for me, I just want to reach over and just smack. Like, I, so that's the thing, John, between, between you and I is like, people are paying me for my advice. They would pay you for your advice, but you do it for free because you're an awesome person and you go into the trenches and do that. But, like, you know, it's different for you because how do you not just want to just double leg somebody and put them on the ground and choke them out? (laughs) Like, what goes through your mind when that happens? When they, when they want to surrender their dogs.
2: I don't know what's what's what they're going through. I don't mm-hmm. know what happened. Yep. I have no idea why they're there. Yep. I don't know if they found that dog. I don't know. Yep. I don't know why they're crying. I don't know if that was their dad's dog and their right. dad passed away, and they live in a place where they can't have a dog. I have no clue. And I I I can't sit there and go down the line and be like, okay, what you are can't, you here for? No, you can't. Okay, what right. are you here for? But what do you feel? And then do I'm gonna f- now I get to be the judge on good enough to surrender
1: their dog right no you can't
2: i'm no better that makes me worse
1: yeah. than them yep it does you're right what do you no, f- i don't what do you feel though that's I, I know i know I, I, I you don't strike me as the guy going to the line just suplexing yeah. everybody but what do you yeah. feel like what do you that's what i want to know i, w- I would never do that either but what do you I, feel like I do you feel do you feel like hey i want to help you or do you feel like you son of a gun Both. yeah both. I, I feel you that's oh, true. I, because, but again, I, I don't know
2: what they're going through. But yeah. I'm looking at this dog, and it's like, the dog has no clue what's going on. Right. At least, you know, my past relationships, when I got dumped, I knew it was coming.
1: Yeah, <laughs> things were a little rocky. Yeah.
2: Right, it's just that uh, this isn't working out. It's like, yeah, I kind of figured that. Yeah. But no one, no one's killing me. My life's never been on the line because I couldn't fit into a relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right? It's, Could you imagine... Well, Thomas, you know, like we're gonna give you like ten days to find the perfect girl for you. Yeah. And if not, we're gonna kill you. Because <laughs> yeah, you're just wow. not socialized enough. Wow. So you're gonna die. So you got ten days to show us your best, but we're gonna stick you in this concrete cell with a bunch of other stressed out people that cannot find a relationship to fit them. Yeah. And uh just good luck. Yeah. Good luck. But all those tattoos you have, oh, that's going to be a strike against you, man.
1: Yeah. Nobody's okay. going to like that. Oh, you
2: look like a pit bull? Ooh, you're a black dog? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's not looking good.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that, that's huge. That's – all right, tell me now. Now that, you know, people out there can kind of put, it, put put themselves in, like, some of the stuff that you deal with, and I think a lot of – some people yeah. don't know that that's actually what happens. There are people out there no. that literally will surrender a dog because they lose interest. Mm-hmm on the way home, stop through a Craigslist ad, grab a, grab a dog on the way home and say, let's see if this one works. And I'm in the same boat with you, man. I know I'm trying to strike up good, good uh, controversial conversation. I I would never, you know, I, I've been in the business for the last eight years, looking people dead in the eye and go, please sign up for my class so I can help your dog. I really want to help you. That's how I started my career. Um, and then I got employees in a huge building and unfortunately now I do have to charge for things, but you know, I started off the same way, man. I, I just, I can, I I was like, you know, and I was a, I did a a little bit of animal control work too. And I went to court and I was just like, let me just take the dog from you. You don't. And sometimes they would, they'd say, you're right. Just take it. And I would be like, shelter's better than this mange infested house. So moving forward. What are some things? Because I know you probably roll around at night in bed, like, damn, dude, like, how do I make this stop? Give me, give me, like, your, give me a couple ideas off the top of your head. How you can, how can we stop shelters from being full all the time, killing dogs? And when I was in the shelter work, I, uh, I learned that there's no such thing as a no kill shelter. It basically means that they don't kill there, they'll just send it off to somebody else who will. Um, yeah. Right. So there's no such thing as a no kill shelter. They'll just, they won't actually euthanize the dog on the property. They'll just send it to somebody else when their time's up. I
2: mean, Go if ahead. If you look, everything's public record. I mean, you know, there's, it's crazy. There's some low kill shelters that have lower euthanization numbers than some no kill shelters.
1: Right. So why did, is why crazy. is that? I <laughs> do <you> not know.
2: <laughs> Politics, man. I mean, it's numbers, right? Yeah. We had a thousand adoptions last year. But how many of those dogs came back and then you readopted? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So stats are, I mean, stats are, they can be catered to to yeah. any way you, right? This guy averages yep. 50 points a game, or he shoots 25% from the field. Which one?
1: Yeah, yeah, which one is <laughs> They're it? They're both true. Right, Yeah. So you know, That's and I yeah, and I I did some shelter work too, and it, it really does come down to politics sometimes, unfortunately. And you know, like I said, I was in the law yeah. enforcement side of it. Uh, I was literally going to court to put put bad dog owners away. Not away. Jeez, why did I say that? I feel like <laughs> I feel like I was in there like you're in jail for a hundred years. Yeah. That wasn't it I'll at all. I l- right yeah, now. no. I literally <laughs> wrote a like one of those. Like disposable appearance tickets where you may be fined. And a lot of times, to be honest, right. I didn't get the support, you know, that I needed to, to actually prosecute some of these people who are pretty bad people to their dogs. But anyway, yeah. um, so I've I've been in the shelter industry a little bit, you know, not as much as you because I I, I don't think I could do it. Mentally, like I think it would just take it's like it's like literally scrolling through Facebook or watching the news all day, like walking into a shelter for me, like it would depress me all the time. I couldn't do it.
2: I almost quit, I I almost just walked away from it.
1: Why was there one thing? Was there one thing that was was, uh, just like I picked up really pissed you off? I
2: picked up a litter of puppies, yeah, seven puppies, and uh. We named the boys after guns and the girls after roses. They were the guns and roses litter, right? <laughs> cool. And they all came down with Parvo.
0: That sucks.
2: And every day I was go- I was trying to help these dogs, going to the vet, trying to do what I could. And every single day, a different dog passed away.
1: Ugh. Are they puppies? Okay. Yeah?
2: Puppies, like yeah. eight weeks old. Ouch. Okay. And then I had another took in a foster and... It was a senior three-legged golden retriever chow mix. His name was Wolf. He was so cool. And I took him home, and he was having upper respiratory problems. That's why he was staying at my house. And he was at my house for like three hours, and he died. Ouch. Um, And all this happened in the span of a week.
1: Damn. With the puppies too? Yeah. Ouch. That's a tough day, dude. I had one of my dogs die on my lap once. It it literally started my whole career and everything. I can't yeah. imagine losing all of that. What did you do? And they that's, weren't
2: even that's technically where, mine. Right. But, but I was so emotionally invested in them. and Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know. I've never had a dog die on me before. I don't, you know, I walked in and this dog was curled up. I thought he was sleeping.
1: Yup. That happened to me, right. dude. And I'm
2: petting him and I was like, holy shit, you're, damn. Damn. Okay. Um, and then I feel like you feel like you know, all this self blame starts happening. Yes. Especially when you're not in a good place anyway in yep. your life. Yeah. Oh oh I know I'm not oh, I'm not good at this either. I can't do this either. What am I good at? Now I'm making this dog's death all about me.
1: Damn, dude, yeah. That's deep. I did and, the same thing. What did you do? What what helped you get over that death of the dog? I mean, what did you how how did you oh. cope with it? Did you did you say, Okay, this happened. I'm gonna go to bat for every dog I meet from now on because that's what I did. What did you do
2: well that was that was my promise to my first dog right right um, yep. i I don't know if I've ever shared the story with you, but i have I've had seven concussions.
1: ouch, seven concussions and,
2: um, yeah, and my first one happens or my happened six years ago before I got my first dog. And my psychologist, because you have to see a psychologist when you have multiple head injuries. Yeah, um, sure. And I wasn't ever suicidal, but I was in a pretty bad spot in my life. And she told me, you need a dog. It was crazy. You need a dog. Good for her. What's her name? Yeah. Um, Dude, Good. I got to I forgot. I need to send her a thank you letter though.
1: But, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's due.
2: <laughs> and she's like, you need a dog. And I was like, no, I don't. I go, I need, I can't even drive here. Yeah. I can't even barely tie my shoes. I'm seeing a speech therapist, an occupational therapist, and a physical therapist. And you want me to get a dog.
1: Just curious.
2: Like, well, maybe you need something to take care of so you can stop feeling sorry for yourself. Right. And I was like, what? And, you know, it, it when it was done. we I left. I came home. My best friend of 20 years knocks on my door. This is no lie, dude. I'm not even home for three hours. She knocks on my door and she shows me a picture on her phone of a six-month-old pit bull, and she says, "Do you know anyone that wants to have, keep this dog?"
0: And at that and I'm time, like, no. at that time,
1: were you suffering from any like, like, were you concussed, if you will? I mean, were you out of it, or were you there? It
2: was, it was the after effects. I was having vertigo spells, migraines, ringing in my ears, dizziness, um, loss of balance. What did you I was what antidepressants? How,
1: huh? How did you Sorry to interrupt, but how did you yeah. first of all, I mean, once well, I mean, I I feel like you set me up for this. One has to ask, how do you get 6 yeah. concussions by the way? Were you like some <laughs> football star or something I didn't know about? Uh, 7 I call concussions. It a star, but, what did you <laughs> uh, <laughs> What did you do? I mean, Running the post for I mean, a living?
2: As, I was good enough to to play high school football, you know, but <laughs> it was concussion. It was like hit my head during uh Spring ball when we don't have helmets on.
1: Oh my gosh, you must have. Had right? a- and then I
2: fell off a, fell down a. Uh, I slipped hiking, and I ran. I slipped down the trail and I hit a tree. Jeez. I fell backwards into an empty spa. I actually had a dog. My seventh one was from one of my dogs. I thought it'd be fun to take him down the slide, and his head hit the back of mine. That was fun.
1: Jeez. So it almost and like. Then, uh, my- Go ahead. Huh? Yeah, I was just gonna say and it almost
2: I, I like I fell off a bicycle. For my the one that put me out was I fell off a bicycle.
1: Dude, you're like the guy off. Uh, there's like the uh, bar- varsity varsity blues spoof. Oh yeah. Where the really big guy like just gets a concussion like every scene. You're like that guy. Yes,
2: I remember that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, well you know what? It led you to you know where you're at now. So. Fast forward, Absolutely. you know, what the heck were we talking about anyway? How did we get into that? What were we talking um,
2: about? Well, how I stay Sorry. in the rescue. How I stay yes, in
1: Yes, yes. How do you mentally, and, um, yeah, how do you mentally. Keep... It's my
2: promise. To, it was my to promise the dog. To this dog. To right. the, I, took it, I was like, I don't want this dog. See, Why I'm, would you tell me I want this dog? I knew. And she was like, I don't know. She was like, oh, well. And she walks away. Yeah. And she's like, well, they're going to, you know, their guests are going to bring her to the pound. And I was like, oh, cool. So the dog will find a home
1: right little did That's you know how much i
2: didn't know right little did i know she's like no don't you know what happens to pit bulls in the pen i was like no and then she told me
1: how old was and this then puppy I hear
2: my my psychologist in my head and i was, and i'm looking at my friend i'm like holy crap i haven't even told her about today
1: oh dude see you were meant for this stuff man you yeah yeah
2: so i get this dog and she's all i'll go fine i'll take the dog she's no good we're gonna pick her up at seven tonight and i was like what she thought like, i knew you'd say yes so
1: <laughs> oh man she set you up
2: <laughs> i got this six month old pit bull right yeah and at the time this dog seemed like a hundred pounds to me and i'm trying to walk this dog and this dog is lunging at kids growling at men and like dragging me all over the park
1: this pit bull six month old
2: yeah six month old pit bull, i think she was maybe like 40 pounds <laughs>
1: Jeez, and you knew you knew and nothing about dogs at the time, right? You were just not really. you like, were just I, a I concussed.
2: With, I pet them.
1: You were just a concussed <laughs> human at that at that point in your life, right? Yeah. I mean What were you doing for work yes. at the time?
2: Uh, I was an account manager for a tool company.
1: Cool. So so here's so this was... so here's this six month old <laughs> puppy. Your you know your therapist said, "Hey, listen, you really should probably get a dog." You were in a deep you know dark place in your life, and you're like, uh, oh, I don't know, get a dog, ah, oh, maybe." And then your friend. Um, set you up, a.k.a. came over and said, hey, John, I got this puppy. I can't, you know, whatever. Do you think you'll take it? And so moving forward, was there anything else that came with that?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, let's hear it.
2: Regret? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have this dog?
1: <laughs> is this a dog you still have?
2: Oh, yeah. She's
1: which, still here. Which one is it? Did I have a... Uh, met... name's Penny Lane. Penny Lane... Oh, man.
2: Penny Lane. She's my first dog, and, and she changed. Uh,
1: she changed everything from there. I'd assume
2: she changed everything, and I just got so involved in it. And I still wasn't working, so I was like, "Well, what am I gonna do? What do I love to do? What can I do to snap me out of this funk?" Yeah. That I wouldn't care if I ever got paid for. And I'm staring at my dog, and I was like, <laughs> "You know, I'm gonna go walk some dogs." Yeah, man. <laughs> the rescue. Good and, for you. Um, I just it just kind of snowballed from there.
1: Yep, that's how it happens. I, I've heard a lot of yeah, and and it doesn't matter, you know, if you're in the dog industry or you're, you know, if you're whatever. It, that's how it happens. Is you just like, does the same thing happen to me and and a lot of other people in the industry? Not that I'm, you know, good or the best or well known or anything. I'm just anybody that gets into the industry that stays in the industry has has yeah. is in the industry still because it just snowballed. It's almost like serendipity. It just You're, you're like, I always tell people I'm here doing this with, with dogs because God put me here for this because there's no way, like, just like what you just said, man, there's no way in hell that the things that happened to me happened without some sort of underlying principle or like, yup, this is, you know what I mean? That's the same, that's the same thing that happened to you. So let me ask you this, this is something that just popped in my head because I'm interested yeah. what's your what's your day like? You're in California, so right now it's yeah. four o'clock, so I had to do math damn <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so what's your what's your day like um you know what do you what do you do on a daily basis because it's seven o'clock here and you know we're just eight yeah. down tell me what you do uh,
2: I wake up at around six am uh, get the dogs off
1: How many dogs do you have All-
2: seven and a foster wow. and a pig
1: <laughs> like literally
2: literally a potbelly pig who i'm pretty <laughs> sure she, he's a wild boar because
1: <laughs> that's he, that's hysterical he, he, <laughs> i could imagine sure. all right all right let's get up guys yeah. and then all of a sudden there's no, this pig yeah, so uh
2: it's
1: uh a pig. it's a little it's bit closely. of a
2: dog shuffle when my girlfriend moved in she brought two of her dogs and one of her dogs doesn't get along with any of the other dogs in the house except for hers the other one that came. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course, yeah.
2: With, so we we dog sh- I dog shuffle and uh, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. get everyone
2: ready. My girl leaves for work. I take care of. Uh, I, I get our son ready. Drop her daughter off at school. Yeah. Drop the kid off. At, drop my son off at daycare, and then I am either going to help someone with their dog at their home, or I'm going to the shelter to help them with dogs over there. Yeah, And then once a week I go out um, to the prisons um, for the positive change program, which is a program that uh, takes dogs that would be euthanized in the shelters and we pair them up with inmates.
1: Wow. And that's something, dude, that, by the way, so just so you know, like when, when I went out to LA, I just discovered this program that you're talking about and um, we can talk about it a little bit if you want. And I was like, man, that is such a cool program to be involved in. You
0: would be
2: great for it, man. Dude, I would... Even to be a special... Just to be a guest speaker one day.
1: Dude, I've been to jail. Like, I've been in there.
2: Oh.
1: And, yeah. like, dogs reincarnate... Some of my friends, they, you know, they actually went through a lot of stuff. Like, so I, I don't... I'm not going to say that I went through a lot of stuff, but, like, I've been... Yeah. I've been the person that people were like, yeah... You're probably not gonna do anything with your life. You know, you got <laughs> tattoos. You know, I had a full sleeve before I graduated high school. And I the only right. reason why I graduated high school is for my mom. I knew that when I graduated high school I was like, I'm not gonna be like that. And I was always that right. outcast. I was always that outcast. But I, I lived my life with purpose and I was I was always nice to everybody and um yeah. so like dude, I that's why when I when I saw that program, I'm like, wait a minute people that i can relate to which doesn't happen you know very often in my industry as far as like you know right you're bumping elbows to people that you agree with stuff on and then or and experiences and then dogs i'm like wow yeah. that would be really cool the and, and dude i i was like i try to get into like like um i don't know what they're called so forgive me if i'm like saying this wrong but like yeah. the the kids the kids homes like the juvenile type Prisons, oh, yeah. I guess. So like, I, I was like, man, that's something I really wanted to get into, because I was in a point in my life too, where I was like, do I quit school and just like find something else to do? Like, I, you know, and I right. was, I was in that spot in school, like school, just a place for me to like get friends. I really didn't, you know, and, and some of the most successful people in the world are the same way. They're C students, they're, they're great with people. And then, you know, they just, they're, they're not going to, do a nine to five job and things like that. So anyway, I'm getting a little off topic, but when I found that program, man, I was like, that's me and dogs. And then when I met you, you're like, yeah, I, I help out with that program. I'm like, yeah, here and here we are again. So like, and it's here just, we are, you, dude, uh, it's crazy. I,
2: I say you'd be great. Obviously not because of your talent with your, with the dogs, but the way you, it was, I remember I don't have a really sharp attention span.
1: Well, with so, all the concussions people, you've had, I could I yeah, could imagine. When, when,
2: when people are talking, I just kind of like, ah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm about doing my own thing, but like it, I don't so – your delivery was so awesome. It's like I don't know that if you noticed, but you had everyone's attention in the whole place. And I didn't. You, were, you, you spoke for a long time, man, longer than most people want to give attention to especially in this world of YouTube and the three minute videos and all of that. So, and I was like, wow, like this guy, it was just the way you communicate. And I think that's, you know, a big part of what makes you so successful. And what you do is your ability to communicate with the humans.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And teach
2: that and then teach the humans how to communicate with the dog yeah. And that's what makes you successful. That's what makes you, that's why you have a facility. This is why you are who you are. Yeah. Right? You, you, uh, and I think you would be, like I said, even as a guest speaker, because you live all the way in New York. Dude, like, I would be there. I would a, love yeah. to hear your story. Dude, I, you know?
1: I'd be there in a heartbeat. I'd love that stuff. And that's a, yeah. dude, that's it too. Cause like when dogs come in, you know, the owners like, sit, I want to make like a comedy, like a comic book about it. Cause the dogs come in and the owner's sitting there like, Yep, 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 yep. And I'm just looking at the dog. The dog's looking at me. I'm like, all right. Like, as soon as they stop, I'm going to help you. And they're like, all right, cool, you know. And, the, yeah. and then, like, the owner stops. I'm like, okay, cool, give me the leash. Let me go. Um. Tell me, tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about the the program you do in the prisons. I mean, I, I know a little bit about it. I don't know the extent about it. I know that, um. Yeah. you know, you're involved a little bit. Like, tell me a little bit about it so people have an idea about it, where to find it and things like that.
2: So it's called Positive Change. P A W S.
1: Yeah, right. Cool. I like um, it.
2: and it's founded by uh, Zach Scow, who runs Marley's Mutt. Cool. And Zach is just—he's like a visionary.
1: I gotta get him on Did the you show. You
2: something, huh? I gotta get yeah, him on the show. You should. He's a visionary. He—he uh, he had stage four liver failure at one point.
1: Damn. Stage four. Right.
2: And he—he uh, he survived it, and he. Made a change to rescue dogs. And Marley's mutts is probably one of the bigger rescues you're going to hear about anywhere.
1: I have heard about it. And, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. And so he starts this program, right? Because Zach is about rehab. Right. It's about rehab in every shape, way, shape, and form. And we go into these maximum security prisons. and Maximum? You know, these are lifers. Yeah. One of them is a maximum security
1: I don't want to come in. Um, no, I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. once a, a Corcoran State Prison. It, it's a tough prison. It's pretty tough. Um,
1: but that's uh, what Charles it's a-
2: Manson was there. <laughs> oh, Charles <laughs> that's Manson. He-
1: that's great. Yeah, I'm a little scared now. No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> dude, the other ones are, they go between
1: a level two and a level four. So that's yeah. But that's what it's about, dude. That's so funny. You mentioned Charles Manson because we talk about dogs and like aggression and things like that, and people are like, Yeah, yeah he was never like that. And he changed all of a sudden, and these things. I go, look, all of a sudden, yeah. I go, look, Charles Manson was also just a little innocent boy who'd mean no harm to anybody, either. You know what I mean? And I always, I always yeah. plug his name because everyone knows about him. But so, yeah. so you go to these, so you go to, so, um, Zach, you said Zach, right? Um, started this, yeah. this program, and you guys go to two yep. to four, um, what do they start? Like, what are they two to four grade? What are they two to four? Yeah. So there's
2: like, they go into levels. Um, And I just found this out like last year. So level four is your maximum security prison.
1: Okay. Good to know.
2: Okay. I never want to be there. There's level one through three. And then based off your behavior or whatever, you transfer down.
1: Right. Okay. From level four, level three,
2: level two. So level four is like
1: your, I mean, that's like some serious dudes in there that like you definitely. Yeah,
2: that's not unpaid parking tickets.
1: (laughs) Right. Those are guys who've really made some bad decisions. So you work with.
2: Yeah, it's. uh, You go in there. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we go in there, and he's hired – I think I'm one of only, like, like two or three guy trainers in the program. Why? The rest are all girls. Is that- I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, when I see the pictures, I'm like, you know, and I mean, I'm not to get into it, but, I mean, these guys have been in prison for a long time, and you bring girls, and I know uh-huh. – because fr- a lot of my friends are CEOs, and they say one of the biggest things is is, like – you know, the, the girls that are COs or the girls who work in the offices, these, these guys are just you know, they can be pretty rough and Oh yeah. So especially ha- walking
2: through the yard to get to where we need to go.
1: Like the guys who aren't even like there for the program who are just still bad guys that never want to change. Man Yeah, we're
2: walking in the middle of the yard Damn. to get to where we need to go. So the guys are playing soccer or you- basketball. Does
1: everyone stop when the girls come through?
2: No, because these girls are seriously badasses.
1: Good, they their
2: energy. They come in. There is nothing about them that even says you should even talk to
1: them. Don't even look at me. I'm. I know what I'm doing. But
2: they're nice. You know. Of
1: course. Yes, that's what it's about. That's what it's. That's what it's about too, man. It's intent. We actually had. not to side, I'm always a side tracker, but I always have relatable things, but dude, like we have like, li- like, um, some of the wolves that I have contracted out in, in Colorado, um, you can go in and see yeah. some of them that were born in captivity and things like that. And yeah. there's little girls, man, that we tell them, we say, put your shoulders straight. You own the world. You walk straight through those wolves. Like you're the biggest, baddest wolf of the land. And they do, man. And these yeah. wolves just part at the sea. And I'm picturing I'm yeah. picturing these girls just walking through this sea of inmates that have been there forever. So I'm painting oh. a, I'm painting a picture here because this is really yeah. interesting. Imagine
2: like, these girls though yeah. walking like two or three dogs at a time.
1: Oh yeah, that's cool. Right? That's so, like
2: pit bulls, German shepherds, yeah, Rottweilers, and, and, and just walking them.
1: Dude, that's so cool. That's a sight to see. So, so what happens after that? What what do you guys do when you bring the dogs in? And now, again, we got into this conversation because you said you're two of you know six girls or whatever. So, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: So they're um, they are. We teach dog psychology the first two weeks. So basically, it's we bring in our own dogs the first two weeks, and we teach guys about how their energy affects everything around them. Yeah. And how they control their emotions, how to be self-aware. And if you are calm, the dog will follow. Right. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we teach this and we teach them with dogs that already are quote unquote trained. Right. So they, they're going to respond easier than any other dog. So we, they practice. And then on that third week we bring in the shelter dogs and uh, the head trainers, uh, Lisa, Leah, Samantha, and Kim—they based off what they see in the inmates—they they they match dogs' energies with the inmates.
1: Wow, that's so cool.
2: And who they think will do best, and um, it's just—it's it's just so great. Yeah. And at the end, after everything, I, we pick like two people to talk about. We call them reflections, and they have to talk on camera about their feelings.
1: These inmates. Yes. Oh, tell me how that goes. How they
2: change. How does it and go? There's tears. Yeah, there's dude. tears. There's, they, um,
1: are they finding themselves, you know, through the through the dogmanship that you guys are teaching?
2: I'll tell you what. There's guys in there that if and when they get out, they would they can have a career as a dog trainer. Wow. They're that good.
1: Yes, dude. Because dude, they relate, right? So, like, that's yeah, that's the same thing. We've had um, we had a, um, we had a production company come in and you know throw around some ideas of shows and things like that. And um, you know, they were like, find your mission statement, find your. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing it. And then I started realizing right. I relate. You hit it right in the head. I relate to these dogs. Like I've been in that situation where. You're, you don't fit in. You're not this. You're not that. You know, everyone looks at you, blah, 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 and you're whatever. And then they judge you by your past and things like that. And then, and then I relate to them so much. And so that's what's happening with the inmates, right? So they're getting dogs. They're matching yeah. energies. The master trainers or the head trainers are ma- um, exchanging these energies, like the, the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. And then after that. Well, not even
2: the perfect fit. Like, it's, f- they match con- the nervous dog with the, right. like the intense guy.
1: Uh, yeah, so a progressional, competitive fit where mm-hmm. they may not be perfect, but they're going to help each other at the end. Yes. That's awesome. So what, what happens after have, What happens you, after that?
2: Um, what you have is guys that are – they're basically – what we do, we get the dogs ready. We train the guys. After the dog psycho- – we teach them dog psychology. Mm-hmm. We teach them how to get their dog CGC trained.
1: Cool. So you guys do the Canine Good Citizen uh, test too?
2: Yes. Yep, That's awesome. and they the, the inmates have to do the test. That's sweet. The inmates do
1: the test with the dog. Where and, do you, so? What happens after the dog and and the inmates are trained and everything? I mean, in a perfect world, like in a movie, the dog and the inmate would go wandering off in a nice house exactly. somewhere together. The dogs but, get adopted. Cool. That's so they've great.
2: adopted over two hundred inmates have participated in this program, and over one hundred twenty dogs have been adopted. Wow! And the program's been running just a little under two years.
1: Would oh, you say one hundred twenty dogs? Yes. Wow, that's incredible. That's so many dogs yeah. that would have it's probably died. It's so many died.
2: dogs. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it, it's all dogs: chihuahuas, pit bulls, cocker spaniels. Ah, good I for mean, you guys. it's just it's uh, but it's you know you, what you have is again rehabilitation in the humans too. So
0: yeah, you course. have a
2: group of guys from different ga- different gang members, different races. Guys who probably shouldn't be calling each other brother.
1: (laughs) Right. And they do because they're
2: embracing each other
1: because of the love of dogmanship and, and
2: yeah, they're not just getting along and working together. They're, they're connecting now. And now we're teaching these guys how to socialize in a setting where, you know, getting them ready for the outside world.
0: Wow, man. That's,
1: that's really so many
2: layers to it. And then there's the dog, and they have a chance. I, I told the guys, like, I don't know how much more selfless you can be than to give someone else another chance when you're not getting yours.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's big. But that, you know, and that takes a certain, you know, did, so does that ever help them, you know, like, seek less of a sentence because they they have possibly found humanity and have done something so awesome? Has that ever happened? Yeah. Wow.
2: Oh, my God! It's you know uh, there's some guys right now they're already planning how they're already uh putting together a business plan for their nonprofit to help to younger gang members on the streets by hosting classes at the park.
1: Wow, so they're even taking their own initiative to go out and 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 do yeah. stuff on their own. Wow,
2: yeah, dude you guys so, should- I mean the prison it, there's a lot of rehab going on in prison right now, so these guys they're in school, they worked or you know taking all sorts of classes, but I just don't, I feel like the dog program is just the most powerful and effective. It has
1: to be. I agree with you, man. It has to be because, you know, they're actually changing it. Cause they probably thought like, you know, I'm always going to be looked at this way. And they're actually in the prison they're in actually able to, to change another dog's life. And then, you know, ultimately changing human's life. Cause the dog's going to go to a house or home. Wow. Well it's um it's incredible. You know,
2: and it's all over social media. So now all the these guys in there, their families are seeing them do something.
1: Wow, yeah. That's powerful, man. You guys like that's huge. That's really it's
2: amazing. It's um and and then it, it's on another side of it, it teaches me so I I'm in here with a bunch of guys who probably shouldn't be getting along, but they get right. along. So I go in the outside world and You know, a lot of this stuff out here, it's, oh, they're a, you don't want to, that guy's a, I don't like the way that guy trains. I don't like that rescue. I can't work with them. Man, there is no excuse. We're all in here to help dogs. We need to come together to help
0: dogs together.
1: That's one thing, yeah. That's one thing I remember from one one of your talks you did in L.A. is you were really focusing on, like, that. And that's what I think really yeah. drew me in with you besides, you know, your very bubbly, awesome attitude um, is you were preaching what I preach and you were preaching what I feel and not too many people do that. And that to me like hit home. I was like, man, I love this guy. Like, this is awesome because you, you were saying that shit, man. You were like. Like why is everybody fighting about like what this you know and and I and don't get me wrong you know because there's there's a lot of trainers out there that may be listening to this that have been in the industry a lot you know uh, uh, maybe a longer yeah. that can see 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 things differently, but like at the end of the day like there are certain people who do do things wrong for sure, but you know the people who are out there that are actually making a difference yeah. properly, why does it matter you know and and again that doesn't mean because there are people out there that make a difference improperly so they went the the wrong route and did it poorly. Yeah. But, you know, for the most people, the people are, you know, even if you're on the sidelines, right, and you just own a dog and you're like, screw that person because they use beef treats instead of chicken treats. Screw them. Right, yeah. Like, why does it, <laughs> that's something that really resonated with me when you were talking is you were like, dude, there's there's millions of dogs being killed a year, you, and you're arguing about what goddamn collar you're putting on the dog right now? Like, really? Oh,
2: it's a... Uh... I told I made a post one day and I posted a picture of a of an e-collar and a pen.
1: Yeah, and And
2: I said both these tools are used for communication. When used properly, the pen can write poems, yeah. can write textbooks, yeah, and can do all sorts of com- all forms of communication that are beyond your wildest dreams. But if used improperly, you can take that pen and stab someone in the neck and now it becomes a dangerous weapon. Dude, Yes. But no one sees a pen that way because you've been taught how to use a pen since you were like two years old.
1: Dude, yeah. Dude, me me, and you, just so you know, <laughs> we're the same human. You just don't know it. Yeah. Dude, I say that shit all the time. Listen to this. So here's my analogy, right? So I swear yeah. to God, like we have it on film if you don't believe me. So people come in <laughs> and, I, and I say, they say, oh, you know, everything is great with this dog, but for some reason they ignore me when they're, you know, a quarter mile away, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's an issue. Um, You know, your dog could die if if something doesn't you know happen. So we need to yeah. make sure that you can communicate with your dog. Your dog may not even be able to hear you from that that long away. You need something that can touch yeah. your dog from a distance. Here, let me put this on your kid's face. Okay, does that hurt? No. Okay, I'm going to put it in your dog. Right. Okay, fair enough. Now your dog's trained off leash, right? And I say, or. I could have turned the e-collar all the way up, and then you know, <laughs> you know. So then I tell people I have a big water cooler in my in the front of, front room of my facility, right? So it's the hot and cold yeah. water cooler, right? So I say, you know, that that thing right there, just like the pen you were just talking about, I go that that piece yeah. of equipment right there, is meant to distribute water to humans, to to help them be healthy, or I could take the water jug off the top of that thing and start smashing people in the face with it. But I don't because yeah. that's not what it's for. That's exactly yeah, you were what I say. How to use it properly. Exactly. You pour the water into the <laughs> cup, you drink it. Or you take it, you know, it's like, it's like 20 pounds, or you just bash it off somebody's head. That's it, man. Yeah. I think once people realize that there's a right way and a wrong way to do almost everything and if you're focusing on the idiot who use it the wrong way then you're just being negative yeah. and and you shouldn't be you shouldn't even be talking because you're being biased and political and it's it's about fairness and i think that there's so many people out there that are just trying to bring people down on any level like they had a bad day on anything yeah, exactly. They had yeah. a bad day. The same the same stuff they, you know, the same crap they were talking to you or I or anybody else that's involved with anything. Dude, I I even have like I've even seen like people ruin purely positive reinforcement trainers because they give them too much love, too much food. I'm like, "Man, these guys can't like, you know, they can't, do, you know, there's just people out there, man, you know that are just they're in it to, you know, you see, so, like, you know, I, I watched, like, a lot of my friends' businesses, you know, they have businesses, I watch them grow. I always give them five-star yeah. reviews because they're fucking awesome at what they do, you know, and they're good. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I support, you You know, cooks and, and brewers and, and all the things that I love, fortunately enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm like, but then I see the one-star reviews, and I'm just like, man, this guy is so good at what they do. How, how in the world... Can you possibly think that there's a this this guy can get a one star review you know so I look right, and those same people and this is this is very transferable in life to everybody this is life's i think a life story here the same yeah. people who are given you know my buddy who's passionately you know cooking up freaking food and busting his butt. Um, those people who are giving those those people one star reviews are the same people who give everybody one star reviews, right? They have oh, yeah. the tire center one star review. They sucked. <laughs> the, the you know yeah. the, the the little bistro down the road, beautiful food, presentation, everything. Uh, food was too hot. <laughs> um, you know, dude. There's just I think there's just those type of people, and I think oh, pe- yeah. people like you and me are so passionate at what we do. If anybody's like, like I love. People criticizing and saying things, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's your opinion. That's cool. Or I can learn something from it." But yeah. there's certain people out there; it doesn't make any sense. They no. don't make it. They just don't make it. They just want to do it to do it. You know what I mean?
2: I had a I had a Saint Bernard that I was fostering, and uh, he yeah. liked to bite people, and uh, <laughs> so I had him on a muzzle. And I actually had someone that said they were going to report me to animal control for what. <laughs> For animal abuse. And I was like, well, how is this animal abuse if I'm keeping this dog from biting you?
1: Wait, 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 wait. So they were reporting you for having a muzzle? Yeah. Um,
2: Animal abuse. Why?
1: What? So, hold on.
2: But I, what, I explained it. And then she's like, oh, sorry.
1: Wait a minute. You're (laughs) telling me that you had somebody report you for animal abuse for putting a muzzle to to help other people? They threatened to. Okay,
2: they threatened to, and I'm like, "Well."
1: So what happened after that?
2: Nothing. I just kept on going. Like it just, you know, dude, like you can say whatever you want. Go ahead. Go call animal control. You know,
1: yeah. You know what we need. You know what we need to do. Like we need to have like some sort of like chant that we say in our heads, like collectively. Like I'll <laughs> I'll just like think of it. Where we're just like, not not today. Like your piss poor attitude and outlook on life is not going to ruin what yeah. I'm trying to do here. Like, listen, buddy, go crawl back under your rock. Yeah. Shut the hell up, and don't worry about what I'm trying to do because chances are I am trying to do something really good for this – for for anything, for this dog, you know? Yep. There are people You know like what I that. started
2: doing – I, because now I have a a dog who is uncomfortable around people. Now he has a muzzle on. People are staring at him even more, making this dog even more uncomfortable. So I took a piece of duct tape and put it on my mouth and I wrote the word learn. Yeah.
1: it's good.
2: And I felt like a fool, (laughs) but no one was looking at the dog because they're like, who's the weird guy with the tape on his mouth?
1: Yeah, there you go. That's one. Maybe I should start. Maybe I should start telling people to do that when they go out with me. When I'm like an idiot and everyone thinks that I'm crazy. Hey guys, yeah. it's okay, just put duct tape on your mouth and people will look at you instead of me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, there that's, you go. That's a good we'll take point, the though, man. Off the dog <laughs> so did you, did you? Did you? Did you? Yeah. No, seriously. Did you spark up any conversations though? I mean, were you able to? Because. To, that's a good point, man. I mean, I should start. I should start muzzling up some of the my nicest goldens and labs that I have that are going out like wiggle butt style. Yeah. So they could be like, why the hell is that dog like trying to lick me through the muzzle? It's like, well, dude, a muzzle right. doesn't always mean that dog's gonna kill you or, or try to. Like a muzzle is just It's too many, dude. It's They've crazy. Watched,
2: uh, Silence of the lambs one too many times.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, or they just they just think, dude. I think yeah. that I think what people should do. And I know you're, I know you gotta, you gotta run here in a little bit. Let me get a little bit, no, we're good. Squeeze a little bit more out of you. Yeah. What do you think ultimately, like, what can we do? You know, because like I said, like, you know, I, I, you know, you're just in a different world than I am because you're just there living this and I just couldn't do what you do because I just cry every day. Like, I would literally just, like, anytime I see, like, and the arms up. And I just hear, like, oh, these, dude, you know, I'm God. like, oh, God, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And, yeah. and like, there's so many posts and, and stuff like that. And, like, what can we do to help the dog owners out there that are potentially listening to this or the, the dog trainers that are going to be working with the potential people? What's your advice to, to tell people? One of your sayings that I have in the front of my shirt is, um, and don't say it because I want to try to get it right, is. Um, okay. Shit. Uh Save a dog keep yours, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. So explain that a little bit um about about the the save the dog keep yours. Um you know what is that? What does that mean to you, Hi Gertie? What does that mean to you? You know, like how did you come up with that? Like I came up with the no bad dogs thing a while ago. Yeah. Um just cuz I was like, dude, like it's you it's you so how did you come up with with yeah. that that saying like what clicked what happened and what does it mean to you and cuz i think it's great i wish i came up with it yeah
0: thank
2: you it's great <laughs> i i just i write a lot
1: like poetry or i write
2: i write blogs i just write i write my feelings this Good. is how i'm able to cope with the outside world cuz i find a way to get it out or i cry in my car or i cry in the shower and then i'm out and now i'm ready to work and now you're like got to
1: gotta go do this again to do my thing. yeah
2: yeah and it just kind of just in a rant of writing, it just came out. Dude. Because it. it's, we wouldn't have to save dogs if they weren't in the pound. So if we can help people and teach people to keep their dogs in their homes. Right. You don't have to pick it out front of the, the shelter saying, you know, stop so, euthanizing dogs. So then there's nothing to euthanize.
0: So
1: stopping stopping the, the dog owners from bringing their dogs in first. Right. Is that what you're saying?
2: Helping them. Yeah, exactly. Just what is it? Right. We're it's probably never going to be 100 percent effective. Yeah. But man, maybe like I said, maybe this person just needs help. Maybe they don't have sensing.
1: Yeah. Or maybe they just don't have somebody like yourself or, you know, some of the great, great dog human educators out there to just say, wait a minute. Your dog's trying to hurt somebody, and you're using a harness to correct it? What? Yes. Right? Like, maybe they but just they don't... don't know. Right. So what, what do you think, like, what do you think needs to happen? Like, in a perfect, world what, in a would perfect you, world, what would you do? I
2: think everyone needs to be approachable.
1: In a sense of, like, trainers? Or do you think, what, what do you mean?
2: Yes. As educators, trainers, we need to be more approachable.
1: On like a sense of like, hey, come in and like before you hold on before you make that decision. Why don't you come in and talk to me like that? You mean?
2: Yeah, and not I'm not saying you have to give out free training because I tell people all the time, man. Like, why do you expect dogs to get? Why do you expect free training if something happened with your transmission in your car? Would you just tell? Would you expect the mechanic to do it for free because you got to get home? He loves to do yeah, and you got to
1: get home to your wife and kids and all these things. <laughs> but it's going to take him four hours, and he's going to bust his knuckles yeah. and yeah. Totally. But
2: this is what you love to do, so you should do it for free, right?
1: Right, right. But it's, yeah, right. I got you. Yep.
2: It's just... So you think so that... You, just, do you think
1: that dog trainers are not approachable at this point? Or do you think that people just... People aren't accessing them properly? What do you think?
2: I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... It's, you know, in any profession, there's it's, ego, it's ego-driven. Yeah. So I'm fortunate enough to where if I can't work with a dog... I'll admit it. Hey, I can't work with your dog. But this doesn't mean that your dog's not workable. Right. It just means I can't. So here's a list of numbers of people that I'm pretty sure can help you because
1: their ability
2: level is better than mine. And I'm okay admitting that.
1: Yeah, but, like, do you even need to say admitting it? Like, I don't even think you need to even bring it up. Like, I don't think – like, it's not – it's not like – It's not a gauge or a judge of how good you are. Like, I think it's just, like, it's not my comfort zone. Like, I, like, dude, like, people, you know what I mean? Like, I I just feel like if if somebody was like, hey, I I want some, you know, let's go, like, I got this buddy who really likes sushi. Like, let's go, like... He loves sushi. He's like, oh, you know, blah blah blah. Like, let's bring him to an Italian place. Like, no, let's like let's bring him to a sushi place. Like, he that that's what he's good at. Like, it's not a it's not about like, and that's what I try to tell people all the time. We actually did a video. Um, we had a dog in from New Jersey, um, and the dog is just you know really really reactive. And we did a video on my YouTube channel, right? Um, and um, you can find it still. And I basically told people like the dog was super reactive and. If that dog have had went to somebody else, like, within the area, or even in their area, and it was outside of, like, what they were comfortable with, not a, not, and I guess this goes back to, like, you know, what I was saying about, I don't think you even have to say, like, you know, I'd admit that, like, because I don't think it's, it's a, it's an embarrassing or a negative thing, I just think that, like,
0: right. I don't work,
1: I don't, dude, I tell you right now, like, I don't work with puppies, because I'm not right. I'm not good at it. Like it's not what I get out of bed for. Like when people come in and I charge like a certain amount of money, yeah. I they better damn get their money's worth. You know what I mean? Like I am yeah. I am like you know, like my 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 grandfather was um United States Marine and he's still alive, he's in World mm-hmm. War II. He came over like after the war, all messed up probably, seeing all that stuff, you know, and he had nothing and he built like a real estate you know, empire for himself down South. Well, South from uh, anyway, um, in Indiana. And, um, and so anyway, like he worked his butt off and like he was living the American dream. And like, so when people come in here and pay me money, I'm like, dude, they better walk out of here. Like, wow. You know? And so when people bring me puppies, I'm like, you're not going to get that out of me. You're just not like, I just, it's not, you know what I mean? So like, I, I do have another trainer that works with puppies now, but before when I didn't, I was like, yeah, that's not me. That's not me. You know, and I think, and I think going back to what you were saying is, I think certain dog trainers or the industry gauges your skill levels by the, you know, maybe sometimes how aggressive the dog is. I like truly, I'm jealous of some of the like the free shaping nope like no pressure oriented trainers that can just free shape dogs because they have enough time and it's the dog's not going to die if you don't fix it then like i can't do that stuff because i've gotten to such a, a state of mind where i have five hours to to either make or break this dog's life and right so i anyway so i guess that that was my thing about like going back to the youtube channel man um i i, I had on film where i was like I almost want to like put like a little secret camera on you and send you away to like four other dog trainers in the area. And none of them like will be announced or anything like that (laughs) and see what they say. Right. And, but then do a study. Like let's do that three times and let's take dogs that need a little bit of discipline or let's take dogs that need a little bit of correction or a lot. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is like, Oh, blah, blah blah. it's like, okay, you correct your dog once or you kill your dog. You decide like, Like, like teach your dog or, and and that's not, and that's not always a sense of like correction. It's about responsibility, like leash your dog or not. Like your dog could, could, you could let your dog off leash and it won't listen on recall and they'll get slammed by a car and it's dead. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be consequence based. It's just like, do you know what I mean? So we, we were kind of thinking about doing that study, man, where we were like, let's let's put like little spy glasses on these, on these dog owners and say, hey, I'm going to train your dog for free for like three weeks if you just walk yeah. to these four dog training camps and see what they do. Because here's my yeah. problem. And it has, dude, I swear to God on my life, like on my dog's life, everything has nothing to do with skill and it has nothing to do with with me being better or a certain dog training company right. not being good enough. It has everything to do with like exactly what you just said. And that's why I love you for who you are because – you're Thank like, you. dude, you're, but we need more people like that because you're like, Hey, you know, same thing with me, like with puppies. I'm like, I could really mess this, pu- I could also mess this dog up because yeah, I, I don't like, I'm not there. It's not what I love, you know? So we thought about doing something like that where we just sent these dogs out and see how many of these dog trainers would actually re- want to euthanize the dog. And it happens oh, gosh. all yeah. the time. And I get the dog and I'm like this and sometimes I don't even know until like the third session where i'm like loving on the dog right and i'm bringing it over yeah. to kids and i'm suggesting cgc and they're like man what a difference i'm like yeah pretty good yeah yeah the other trainer wanted to euthanize it i'm like Ur! right the dj thing skips and i'm like what yeah yeah who said what
2: but it's uh it's crazy it's a lot of ego
1: exactly if
2: i can't work with your dog that means no one can well
1: dude it's bad not. It's hey, it's 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 four thirty. Are you still good on time, or what do you have to do yeah, right now? Yeah,
2: still good. Okay, yeah. good. I'll We're just
1: good. squeeze you out for a little bit more, um, like yeah. ten more minutes. But that's what it comes down to, bro. Is like, it just it just really hurts me because are you in it? Are you really in it for the dog? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you see it in the shelter work that you do too, where yeah, it's just political. Where you're like. You know, this shelter definitely couldn't handle that dog or this rescue definitely couldn't handle that rescue. And it's like, why does it even matter? Like, why don't we just try to find somebody who can then? Like, okay, we can't. Yeah. Who can?
2: We have a have a small we have a small network of rescues and shelters that are it's working and they're transferring dogs because, oh, I can place your Chihuahua. Yeah. Right? But I got this pit bull here that the man's been here like seven months. Here, give give us here, we'll trade. We'll yeah. Let's trade. Let's let's help each other out. And what happens, you get this big this little network of people helping each other and it's now fantastic. dogs are more dogs getting adopted.
1: Because you're working together. It's
2: just not adoptable here. Right. Maybe this dog will be adoptable there.
1: Right. Yeah. And we even see that here too with um like I've had some people come in and they're like, Yeah, you know that like Half the people I work with won't bring you their little dogs because they think you only work with big scary dogs. And I'm like, right? Well, I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, I get. I mean, yeah, I get. I don't know. Like, you can, you know, it's, you know, my other trainer, Krista, she's good. I mean, you know, but um, yeah. yeah, dude, it's it's bizarre how it works. And and ultimately, I'm like, you know what? Y'all are killing dogs because of your egos, and that tells me a lot about the type of person you are. And I will yeah. be damned if like and it dude and 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 at what point do i so then what do i say as like a business owner and screw the business owner forget i don't even forget i even own a business say i was just you know doing this on the side at what point do i'm just i'm just like i walk into that facility and i'm like guys like no stop like please like do not say the things you're saying you're killing dogs like Yeah. Like, here's my buddy's card in New Jersey. He'll help you. Like, don't worry about me. Like, I don't care if I get the business. Like, stop killing dogs because you don't want to tell the people that came in that want to give you money that you can't do it. Like, you're avoiding Mm -hmm. the situation because you're thinking, you know what I mean? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well,
2: you're thinking, well, if I can't train the dog, that's going to affect my business.
1: Exactly. That's what I mean. Money. It's money, bro. And, like, and I can, like, my my employees can attest, like, they will literally be like, did you charge him? I'm like, oh, shit, nope, forgot, right? And then, like, the bills are due, and they're <laughs> like, yep. Well, Tom let 14 people not pay this week, so he's paying the electric bill. And I'm like, damn it, you know? And right. That, dude, I don't I don't care about money. I, I've said that since day one. Dude, I just love it, what I the do.
2: Same, you know, at the end of the day, when the age of information, you your only option if you want to be successful is to be honest.
1: Yeah, because over time, that's only that's the only thing that matters, right? they're going
2: to find out about you anyway. Yeah,
1: they're going to say, you know what? This room isn't working. And my dog still wants to eat his own poop.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: like, that's eh, crazy, bro.
2: Um, I remember um, I made, you know, having pit bulls and stuff, I felt this pressure on me to make sure that my dogs were always good, right? And if I post something on Instagram, they always had to be good. I needed to show the world just how good these dogs are, yeah. right? So I only posted the good and posted the good. But every now and then there'd be a fight, and I'd hide it. Then I just wouldn't post my dogs for a couple of weeks because, you know, they had puncture wounds yep, yep. or yep. scratch parts. Uh, right? What happened, what happened so to that? As as they were all better, right? I would, right? And then one day I was like, you know, screw this, man. Because I don't – I feel like at that one point I felt like I was actually making people feel worse and making yep. them believe that they weren't good dog owners because, wow, John has all his dogs under control. So right. one day, dogs got in a fight, and I just posted it.
1: Yeah, dude, that's huge.
2: And I was like, this is what happens, man, because, yeah, I work with dogs every day, but yeah. holy crap, I have problems with my dogs for the same reasons that family counselors have problems with their own families because yep. that's life. That's what happens. Yep. And because of that, it it actually became <laughs> i had more people asking me for help with their dogs
1: cuz they're like oh man you've seen what i see
2: mhm yeah and I, you still make it work
1: yeah it reminds me of like a little funny thing in the back of my brain where i do like i have a daycare too at my facility right so yeah. um today i did like a uh, a facebook live thing on america's canine educator um facebook thing and um uh-huh. I'm like I'm on I'm live right, so I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god! Please, <laughs> nobody mount! Please, nobody eat poop! Please don't let Fred. the hu- don't let the huskies try to s- sneak out, you know. And, and and it's just like, but you know what? They're dogs, you know. Like, oh, yeah. and I'm almost like, you know what? Like let's let's let something funny happen. Like let's like let's like one of the girls like. I don't know. Get get like just mounted by a giant dog or something. Like let's just let's just throw it out there. Like let's just let's yeah. just let's just make some funny stuff happen. And but I think that's the beauty of dogs, right? Like we love them because of their innocence. Like they don't yeah.
2: give a shit who you know who's watching. They, they just react accordingly. Like okay, well live. I'm nervous, so I think I'm just gonna you know. Well,
1: that's what like no I think that that um you know growing up um you know watching uh, the dog whisperer and Cesar Milan do all of yep. his stuff like. That was something that, that's what made him as big as he is now, thank God, you know, because he paved way for so many of us, and um, Mm -hmm. watching some of his brutal attacks and fights. And here's a guy who's the, you know, the the dog whisperer, you know, and, um, you know, he he got, you know, he saw nasty fights, he got bit and all this stuff, but then he overcame, and I think that that's huge. I think that's really important. It is
2: huge. Humility is huge, you know, and... I'm pretty, like, almost every trainer in the positive change program has come from Caesar.
0: Yeah. Because, you
2: know, and that's why I said these girls are badass. They're, they're so badass, you know? But uh, I just, man.
1: It's huge. Man. How can we
2: change? What can we do to change stuff? Yeah. You're what... already doing it, dude. Yeah. yeah. You're already doing it. So you. I tell people all the time, stop bashing what you hate and start promoting what you love, and now change will happen. Yep. There's a line in a Macklemore song where he says...
1: He says, go to the thrift store?
2: No, no, not that one. That's That was oh, a great okay. lesson, too. Save me a lot of money. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the act... I think he said something like, the act of being selfless is to talk about yourself less.
1: Oh, Yeah. I think I wrote that. No, I'm just kidding. That's a I really. I think you might have. No, you, that's you such a. You should
2: probably slap no. them with a the lawsuit. <laughs> copyright infringement. <Dude, that, laughs>
1: I wish I wrote that. That is so good.
2: But it's it's just just be who you are.
1: Yeah, man. I think it's big.
2: Just be who you are, and people will follow.
1: Of course, yeah. People that's... will
2: follow, and that's
1: that's huge, man. It's, it it is really big, and and I used to like post a lot of videos back in the day, you know of some some really sloppy work sometimes, but it was progression and I get you know, yeah. I get more compliments about, Man, you know that dog you taught how to sit? And I'm like, Wait, that's what you care about? You know, like I think that yeah. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you just you know, people get caught up, you know, in, in everyday stuff. Up,
2: especially like the social media. It's just right, it's uh you know, the social media our social media is like the highlight of our life, right?
0: It's tough to how get, many get off. Many your times phone. Did
2: that person-
1: yeah, huh? I said yeah It's, I mean in today's era I, I actually dude, see I knew that we're on the same wavelength I, I was just reaching out to one of my um, tattoo artists about drawing me up like a political-ish type cartoon of somebody staring right at your phone like with like a big head or something and then the dog just sitting there looking at you like like what happened to you like you're sick like five yeah. years ago you used to take me out for walks every day and now you're just on this stupid thing dogs are suffering from yeah. it too for sure
2: yeah, yeah. It's um, how are you supposed to know what's happening? How can something happen all of a sudden if you were looking at your phone while you were walking your dog? Yeah,
1: um, it's hard, man. We just want to keep up, you know. It's I think that's what it comes well, down to. I tell to. people
2: too. I'm like, imagine me. I go, imagine being in a car with me, and I keep looking at you while I'm driving 80 miles per hour on the freeway.
0: Dude, see?
2: Right? And I'm looking at you because I'm so scared that you're gonna jump out my window so i keep staring at you i go how safe do you feel and they're like i don't feel safe at all i said so why are you not paying attention to the road when you're walking your dog
1: yeah dude it, dude so so like i knew that we were we were we were just we're connected at we were me and you we're good so yeah. like dude <laughs> we we need to hang out more, John. That's what I'm trying to say here. Yes, we, we, are, do. Like, we are. We are like oh. we are together, man. That's exactly what I tell people when I'm telling them when they're walking their dog on a leash. It's a little bit different yeah. um, context of like what you were just saying, um, right? But like I tell people, you know, I okay, okay. This is how you do leash pressure. This is a heel. You know, this is how you introduce a slip collar, whatever it may be. And I'm like, and and so they they take the leash and they're so excited they grab it and they start walking forward and they're staring straight down at their dog. And I go, hold, er, hold on, hold the phone, give me the leash. I say, I said, you know, and if they're with their husband or wife or kids, you know, I I always throw in like, who drove here? And they're like, oh, you know, mom, or you know, whatever. And I'm like, let me ask you a question. (laughs) You know where this is going? I say, "Uh, oh yeah, yeah. If you if you both jumped in the car right now and you just slammed on the gas and you looked over, you're gonna take the wheel, right? Because you have no idea where you're going. So do you wonder why your dogs barking hysterically at the end of the leash when you're looking at them the whole time? Do you know what I mean? Like, dude, dude, uh, Jason. Yeah, Jason just texted me. uh, The guy who's recording. We we go through text messages back and forth, and he's like, "John should be permanently on the podcast," and it's because (laughs) you and I are on the same wavelength, (laughs) in one shape or form. Yeah, dude. Hey, man.
2: Whenever you want me, dude. Whenever you want to have me on, I am there. I uh, like I said, dude. You, I, I was like, after you're done talking at Yoko's event, I was like, I have to introduce myself to this guy.
1: Dude, I'm so happy you did. Like, I have to. We're going to be friends forever.
2: Yeah. Dude, you, I appreciate like it. I said, keep doing what you're doing, and people will follow that. Yeah. So now, if you keep doing what you're doing, other doctors be like, I need to be I need to be more approachable. Because that's what, uh, ultimately, that's what we teach the dogs. We mm-hmm. want the dogs to be approachable.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? You're right, man. Calm. So you're doing it. Just I appreciate it. Doing what you're doing, and people are going to follow. Yep, that's it. That's it. I'm actually, dude. I'm going to be out.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I tell people all the time, man. If you watch baseball, you got guys in the batter's box, and they all have different batting stances.
1: Right. They're all different. Yeah.
2: They're all different, but the fundamentals are the same.
1: Hit the ball out of the park. The
2: focus. The (laughs) concentration. Right. Right. It's it's all the same. They stay within the batter's box. They do all this, but their stances are different. Right. But yet they're all playing pro ball.
1: (laughs) Exactly. No, it's you know there's so so many variables. You're right.
2: There's so many variables. So establish your foundation, and then make it your own.
1: Absolutely. I love it, dude. Well, um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go. I know you got. uh, It's like it's like seven fifty. It's like eight o'clock here. So we're all like. Yeah. All right, let's grab some beers and go get pizza. I know you got right. some, you know, you got some kids to pick up from school and things like that, dude. So, I appreciate yeah. your time so very much. And I'm actually going yeah. uh, okay. um, to be out in California in April. I'll hit you up, but I am going to be out in California, dude. Uh, Santa Rosa, I want to say Santa Rosa, okay. like the oh, I guess the Bay Area. So um oh, okay. kind of far from where you're at but um yeah you know we'll see we'll see what happens i mean i might go um, i don't know i don't know we'll see what happens um but we're going to do we're going to go out and do some training and um, do some stuff in Oregon too so yeah. i'll hit you up though dude regardless but i appreciate yeah, you your do. time so much and uh people you know you guys can find john at on instagram um so why don't you just give yeah. a little shout out like so cuz a lot of times people are like who the hell is this guy what does he look like like, like right? so tell people uh. where they can find you john
2: It's, uh, find me on, find us on Instagram, I pity the bull, uh, with two T's, pity with two T's, um, Facebook under the same name and, uh, on our website, iPityTheBull.com.
1: And what about the prison program?
2: Uh, that is positive change P A W S. Cool. Positive with P A W S positive change. And that's on Instagram facebook and uh you can follow marley's mutts dog rescue
1: as well awesome dude thank you so much for your time and we'll have this wrapped up put it out and uh, i hope it i hope i hope you people out there that are listening enjoyed this and um you know took something from it and if just one person walked away with a wow factor from this then it makes everything worth it so thank you so much sean for your extremely valuable time man and i'll talk to you soon brother all
2: right cool have a good time and uh bye Kristen and jason i'll talk to everyone soon
1: yeah, man. Cheers.
2: All right. You too. Bye. See you.
1: So thank you guys so much for following along. You can find the podcast on pretty much every single podcast platform. Um, you can follow us on YouTube as well at America's – actually, I'm sorry. It's YouTube slash America's Canine Ed. You can follow us online at America's dot Educator.com. Follow me on Instagram at Thomas underscore J. Davis – And you can also follow my business on Instagram at Upstate Canine Academy. Don't forget to subscribe and download on my YouTube channel. Smash the
0: subscribe button, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.